Thanks for listening to the Refuel Podcast. Be sure to tune in every Thursday for a new episode. All righty. Well, thank you guys for coming out tonight. Very excited to see you all here. Well, um, as you guys know, we have been going, uh, Matt's been doing a series of Are We There Yet? And so we've been going through and talking about the kind of the highlights of, um, of, the, end, of the end times. And so um, last week, Matt was talking about the tribulation, talking about all the trumpets and the bowls and all of the judgment and wrath that is poured out on, on the earth. So we're going to, as he was saying, talk about the millennial reign, the great white throne, and then the new heaven and the earth, new earth. So we're going to kind of go really fast because uh, there's a lot of information to kind of go through. Um, I would urge you guys actually to go through and study this because there is a lot of information. There's lots of other uh, passages you can go to in the Old Testament and, and read some of these things. Um, but we're just going to stick to Revelation because it's condensed and easier. So before we do this, though, let's go ahead and pray. Um, we're going to bow our heads and we're going to pray real quick here and then we'll get into our lesson. Father, I thank you for this opportunity that we have to speak about the things that are going to come. And Father, looking at Christ and who Christ is and what he has done and what he will do. Father, I pray that you prepare our hearts and I pray that it is not what John says, but Father, it would be what you say. I pray that your Holy Spirit would, would be speaking tonight and would be outstretching to the, um, to the audience here, Father. And I pray that your will would be done. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. So, we're going to be in Revelation chapter 20. So, we're going to start out today. Now, so, the tribulation has ended. It is, it is finished. And um, actually, the beginning of the millennial reign is started by a, uh, an angel that um, imprisons Satan. Uh, we'll go ahead and read some of that real quick. And then I saw an angel coming down from heaven, holding in his hand the key to the bottomless pit and a great chain... And he seized the dragon, that ancient serpent who is the devil and Satan, and bound him for a thousand years and threw him into the pit and shut it and sealed it over him so that he might not deceive the nations any longer until the thousand years were ended. And after that, he must be released for a little while. So we have, you know, the tribulation is ended. There is an angel that comes and he has this great huge chain and he has a key. He bounds Satan up. He locks it away. He throws him into a pit. For a thousand years. And this is when Christ comes and he reigns. And it's awesome, um, this, this here of, of Christ reigning. Um, we, uh, we'll kind of spend a few minutes here looking at some of, his, of Christ and his glory. Um, but first, you know, the purpose of the millennial reign for a thousand years is Christ will rule over Israel and the kingdoms of the earth. Um, if you go over to an Isaiah... Um, Two in Isaiah 42, uh, Christ, he will judge the nations and he will rule over the nations. The nations will make, in, he, they will take instruments of war and they'll turn them into tools used for agriculture. So he, they'll use them to like plow and to cut things down and to um, be able to make fields for them to raise crops. Um, no one will study or learn war. That is all gone. There's no need. There's peace. There's there's no nukes. There's nobody has numbers for nukes. And there's nobody that has, you know, AK-47s. There's none of that. All those things are turned into tools and instruments for growth, for peace, 
for prosperity. And that's kind of the first um, little bit of a glimpse that we have here of the thousand years. And not only that, but also God gives the authority to Christ, the power and authority to reign over the nations. And so um, he has, Christ kind of assembles quite a few different people um, to be rulers with him. You have some that have been martyred um, during the tribulation. Um, They have been killed. And um, those are raised to reign with Christ. Um, You have some that have lived through the tribulation. They stay in their their normal bodies. And um, they continue to live out during that thousand years reign. And it's, it's, it's a peaceful time. Um, excuse me. There will be peace and there will be worshiping um, of God. As we were just singing a little bit ago, there is going to be a constant time. Hang on, Marshall. There will be a constant time of us praising and worshiping Christ, going before Christ and learning everything there is that we can know possibly. That is what we'll do. He will settle disputes. He will, he will rule and he will reign and he will bring peace to the nations. But unfortunately, um, coming kind of close to the end of, of the Manila reign, um, there will be those that still refuse to, to accept Christ. There will, in this time, whenever there is, there's no war, and it's time of peace, when Christ is ruling, Christ is the one ruling, okay? So it's not like, I don't know, the president of the United States, or it's not like the prime minister of, of Britain that is reigning. It is Christ himself that has come and is reigning. And people still will not accept him. They will still reject him. There is a lot of people that do. Let's kind of go over here. Um, and when a thousand years are ended, Satan will be released from his prison, and he will come out to deceive the nations that are at the four corners of the earth. Gog and Magog, um, to rather to gather them for battle. Their number is like the sand of the sea. Millions, billions, maybe even people will reject Christ. They still will not follow him, even in this time when there's there's you know there, there's peace on the earth. There's other passages you can go to and read, and I would beg you to go do that because it's awesome to look at. There's it, the weather is perfect. It's awesome. Um, there is no, you know, how you go on like National Geographic or I don't know Discovery Channel, you know, and you have like here's the cheetah, he's crouching and waiting for his prey. You know, there's there's none of that. No one is trying to hunt and kill for anything anymore. They are you're able to go up and to I don't know pet a lion if you want to. It, it is peace, it is prosperity. People still refuse. To accept Christ for who he is. So Satan is released in at, this, at the end of this uh, thousand years reign. And he summons a huge army to come and to, uh, to try and take down the rest of those that um, claim Christ as theirs. Um, we'll start verse 9 here in Revelation chapter 20. And they marched up. This is the, the huge number of people that Satan has gathered together to, to make war with the saints. They marched up over the broad plain of the earth and surrounded the camp of the saints and the beloved city. But fire came down from heaven and consumed them. And the devil who had been deceived them was thrown into the lake of fire and sulfur 
where the beast and the false prophet were, and they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. So Satan's released. He goes out, he deceives the nations, he gathers this massive army of people. And they go and they march against the saints. They surround them in kind of, I guess, a siege kind of like area. Um, I'm assuming that down the road someone made tools of destruction and war. Um, They surround the city of the saints. And fire comes down from heaven and it says consumes them. Okay? So if you, um, how many of you all have watched like The Return of the King and Lord of the Rings? Okay, some of you have. So, you know, you're, you're seeing like these massive orcs at the very end over there where they're trying to, to destroy Minas Tirith. And there's like, there's thousands, millions of them. And then all of a sudden you're sitting there wondering, how in the world are we going to destroy these guys? Satan's there. There's millions of these guys. They're nasty. They're angry looking. They want to take us out. They want to kill us. And they're surrounding our entire camp. There's nowhere to flee. We can't go anywhere. What the heck's going to happen? And then all of a sudden, you're standing there wondering this, you know, probably peeing in your pants. And then all of a sudden, like, this huge, like, fire comes down from heaven and, like, just melts everything. And they all die. I mean, it's amazing. What, what, a, what a thing to, to witness and to see. And then after all of these guys are, are melted away, Satan is captured again and he is thrown into the lake of fire. Now, the lake of fire is actually where the, the eternal torment um, is going to be at. Um, here in a few minutes, we're going to get into the great white throne. But this is, this is the place where um, the people eternally will rest that have rejected Christ. Because um, I know you guys have heard of hell. It's kind of like a holding cell, I guess, you can, if you want to call it that. But these, um, the, the lake of fire is where everyone will, will end up who has rejected Christ and will be tormented. So, all that's happened. Massacre on a large scale. And then we go down to verse 11. And then I saw a great white throne and him who seated on it. And from his presence, earth and sky fled away and no place was found for them. And I saw the dead, great and small, standing before the throne and books were opened. And then another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged by what was written in the books according to what they had done. The sea had given up the dead, Death and Hades gave it the dead who were in them, and they were judged, each one of them, according to what they had done. And then death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. This is the second death, the lake of fire. And if anyone's name was not written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. So we're going to kind of camp here for a few minutes. Okay, so we witnessed the destruction of this great, huge, grand army. Everyone was melted away. And now the dead are brought before this amazing individual. Of course, we know it's God. But he sits on the throne. Earth and sky flee away from him. His presence was so brilliant that things just, the earth and sky left. They, 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 they moved. They fled away. So this is, this is quite a picture. You got this huge being sitting on his throne. And now everyone is summoned to him. I'll take questions after a little bit. I'm sorry. I have to get through this real quick. And so they're standing in front of this throne. And there's books that are opened. You have the book of life. Now, the purpose of this was to see if your name was written in the book of life. If your name was not written in the book of life, 
you were thrown into the lake of fire with Satan and others that have rejected Christ. So this is where we want to camp out here for, for a little bit. It is astounding to me that even in our day and age now, we haven't experienced the, the tribulation or the rapture yet. We are witnessing and showing other people about this day right here that's coming up. This is the, this is the, 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 the event that we're trying to plead and, 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 and pray that people would soften their hearts and accept Christ so that they would not come to this point. To where they have to stand now before the eternal being that decides whether or not you get to live in paradise or whether you have to go to the lake of fire. And this is amazing that even during the peaceful times of the thousand years reign, people still refused to accept Christ. They still refused to listen to what he has to say and to let him rule their lives. After seeing all the things and all the glory of Christ and who he is and what he has done and what they have been saved from, remember that they've been saved through the tribulation, some of them have, and they see the, the Lion of Judah and they still refuse to accept Christ. So the question really actually that really puts a fire in my heart is, is your name there or not? If you stand before that, th- that throne, the humongous throne with the all-powerful being, is your name going to be found in the book of life? Or is it not? There's a guy at work. Uh, his name is Kwong Pham. Um, he's, a, he's a Buddhist, and I, I love Kwong. I have... I have known him for seven years now. I've talked to him about Christ many times. I, we both sit down and, and many times talk about um, life and the challenges of life and who he puts his faith in and who I put my faith in. I give reasons for mine. He gives reasons for his. It would tear my soul apart to hear that he is not in this book, the book of life. So I want you to think, who do you know that would tear your soul apart to hear that they are not mentioned in this book of life? That they're now having to be, spend eternity, okay? So let's kind of understand that for a few minutes. E- e- eternity. It, th- there's no stopping point. There's no all of a sudden fall off the edge of the cliff it is eternity. It is a constant moving forward. Um, we try to, with mathematics, try to explain infinity and have, like, you know, countable infinity. Um, this is not countable. This is, this is a, an eternity in, in the future. It does not stop. And these people are going to be in the lake of fire. They're going to be tormented. This is not just a... You know, oh, a little bit of a hurt here and a little bit of a hurt there. Um, I urge you to read other passages of Scripture that talk about this uh, lake of fire. That it is, it, there, are, there are words, there are tried to do words in, in Scripture, of course, to explain to you what is going on. But there's no words to really describe the entirety of the torment that people 
will endure in the lake of fire. So, after everyone is done with this, after the dead are brought before, they are all cast into the lake of fire. Now, the scene changes. Now we go to the new heaven and the new earth. Um, this, is, this is an awesome event as well, too. There, um, the old heaven and new earth are, are removed. They are, they are destroyed. And Christ, or God, um, creates the new heaven and a new earth. And he also creates the um, holy city of Jerusalem. So, I guess, what time do I have to stop? Okay, um, so anyways, there, uh, God creates this new heaven and new earth, um, and he also creates Jerusalem. Um, this is the place where God is going to rest and reside with men, um, with those that have chosen to accept Christ and to let him rule in their life. This is where they um, will dwell with God. Um, we won't get into that. But anyways, so this is where they will dwell, and this is the dwelling he's made for them. And it goes on and it explains this elaborate, beautiful city that he has, that is awaiting for these people. And not only that, but also the, 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 the water, of course, it takes a lot of time in chapter 22 to talk about and describe the water. Um, it, is a, it is a river of life that flows through the middle of this, of this city. But it is, a, it is breathtaking, really, seriously. You need to go and read and read this. And they give measurements about how big it is. And like um, they tell us about you know, all the different areas that you can get into with the gates. And how the foundation it would glisten and sparkle. Um, you really need to read it. It is, it is awesome. Um, but anyways, that's kind of, uh, not to be like a cliffhanger. But that's kind of where um, John stops is that there, you, you, we have this dwelling now, this place that was promised to us to go and to live and to stay, um, and that's it. You, 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 just, you, you live there for eternity, infinity. But the, the one thing that really got me is, once again, going back to the great white throne. Are we going and, and sharing Christ with other people. Are we praying for a, the passion and the, the desire to share Christ with others? Is that, that is the, the key, I believe, here of, of the re, one of the keys of the reasons why we are told about the future, of what's going to happen in the end times. Is that should give us hope to share with other people. Because there's two sides of this coin. There's hope, the new heaven and new earth. There's no hope at all, the lake of fire. And so that is what we, that is what we are telling people about, telling people about Christ, what he has done, what he wants to save them from. And so are we doing that? Is your name in the book of life? Are your friends' names in the book of life? Are your parents, relatives, aunts, uncles, person down the street, are their names in the book of life? Because if not, you got a job. 
Are you going to do it? Are you going to warn them? So, that is the, that is the end of, of Revelation there. So we will go ahead and pray, and then um, we'll go ahead and Matt will tell us who we're going to pray around in the back circle over there, and uh, we'll get going. So let's pray. Father, it is a wonderful, it is wonderful to read the things that are, are to come. There is a blessing, there is a hope that comes with that. Father, we are very thankful of the things that Christ has promised us and that he has and will fulfill those promises. Father, I want to take the time also to pray for those that need Christ. They have never, ever asked Christ to be their Savior. Maybe, Father, that they know that there is something going on that they that is displeasing to you. And they know that there's, there has to be a way out of it. There has to be something that they can do. And Father, I pray that those in this room would be able to share with them, Father, Christ. That no, there's nothing you have to do. Christ is the one who has done it. Christ is the one who has saved us from our sins. He has given us his righteousness. Father, I pray that we will be burdened, passionate, hungry to go out and to share this news with other people. And Father, I thank you also for the hope that this brings in knowing that your promises are true, your promises will come true. And Father, that we spend uh, eternity with you. So Father, I just pray that you would, you would show us the person or persons that we need to share this with, Father. Direct our paths. And Father, pray that we would follow that path. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for listening to the Refuel podcast. If you have any questions or would like to review the notes from this podcast, be sure to download the Refuel app from the App Store on any mobile device.